Broadcasting directly from our studios in sunny Orlando, Florida, you are listening to Faith Unregulated. We are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, and on this podcast, we discuss the hard topics around having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. Let's talk about our group on Facebook. This is our community for our listeners, for people who um, are new to listening, um, people who haven't even heard us. This is a group for you to come in and get support with prayer, get support with um, any of your things in your life. You just don't feel like you really want to say to anybody you know and you want some unbiased you know, advice or some prayers or to come in and just support and pray for people and, you know, do outreach there that maybe God's put on your heart. Like, you know, I, I, I'm a prayer warrior, or you want to talk about God's testimony in your life. There's all kinds of things you can do with that. It's an amazing community to jump into. And that is at facebook.com slash groups slash faith unregulated. All, all right. right. We have comments coming up. Good morning. Good morning, Monica. Monica. Welcome to our podcast. All right. So today, remember, we're talking about joy. Something about joy um, that always strikes me is, um, I think, our misinterpretation of joy. We really want to dive into right. that today. So having explored the virtue of love already, love was just a big one. We kind of spent a lot of time on that. Um, now we want to turn in our journey to joy um, in a world that often brings uncertainty I would say, and un- in turbulence, for sure, we're in a turbulent world right now. Finding true, lasting joy seems elusive, impossible. Right. Uh, we don't really know what we're looking for. It, I mean, am I looking for happiness? Am I looking for a relief in my pain? Am I looking for what? What am I looking for? Um, so I think that the um, scripture, I want to bring up. Let's first. bring up the scripture, yeah. I was going to say, let me bring that up first because that'll help. All right, Galatians 5, 22 through 23 is the one we're using for this whole series. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Again, my favorite, there's no law you know, against these things. As we go through this series, in this series, we're breaking down every pre- piece of this, of this scripture. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're going to use this as our basis. Right. So we're going to really drill this Mm -hmm. into us because I think this is really well, it is. It's the foundational piece, really, of our how we need to operate as Christians. And I think we oftentimes overlook some of these things. Right. Yeah. Because this is what the enemy tries to take from us. This 100%. is how, look, this is how powerful these gifts are because if they weren't powerful, he wouldn't attack it. So the enemy yeah. wouldn't attack it. So today we're talking about joy and we're talking about how that the the gift of joy how readily available that is of uh, through the Holy Spirit, how it's available through us. And oftentimes we don't tap into that. We allow all the other things in our lives to get in the way, to rob us mm-hmm. of that joy. And that's why a lot of us, we're not exempt of, you know, of this the roller coaster. The roller coaster. But God calls us to to, to be more um, steadfast, more stable, more clear-headed. Right. And not allowing the enemy to steal that joy from us. Right. We can we can 
weather the storm. We could be in the storm and still have joy. And I know that doesn't sound like it makes sense, but it's true. Well, that's what joy is. I, joy right. isn't happiness. Happiness is a totally different thing. That's joy exactly. is that, well, peace. Peace is separate, but it's kind of like that peace slash love slash a contentment that comes from just literally abiding in God while you're going through something. I want to bring up comment. Hey, Derek, Derek's with us. Hey, good morning. Good morning. I love it when you join us. Um, it's something that I think is so misconstrued. Find joy. People are like, yeah, but I, I, they're really looking for happiness. And I'm like, happiness is, is a choice. Happiness is something that comes from um, sometimes a relief of pain. Um, there's no such thing as finding happiness in the midst of a tragedy, but you can find joy in God in the midst of our struggles and our trials and our, um, our even tragedy, because we're, we're really looking at who God is and not necessarily what he's doing in our lives. He's um, there for us as the person that he is. Thank you, Derek. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's just, it's more about having, for instance, let's, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to put this in a way that's so relatable and that God just gave it to me. This is what he does. So my husband, right. Can't always relieve all my pain, even though he would love to, just like I would love to relieve his, but there's so much joy in my life from just him being who he is being there beside me in my struggles, in my challenges, in my trials, and all the things we go through together. I mean, we'll constantly remind each other, but we're together in this. We're doing it together. It doesn't mean that all my pain is gone, but part of it is um, subdued and I can manage it because I'm managing it with him taking some of that burden. Right. Just being there and being who he is, regardless of what he happens to be doing in this situation. Does that make sense? So that's joy from God. That's just being in partnership with God through our lives. And no matter what we end up having to go through at any given point, God being who he is. And if we abide in him, that's joy that we get out of that situation. I, I know that joy is something that's, you know, we all understand love and we understand peace. Joy is definitely, I, I feel like something that gets confused a lot. Right, right. Let me pull down here. Um, so unlike happiness, I'm sorry, I have notes. <laughs> Can't remember everything. <laughs> unlike happiness, um, which is often dependent on situational factors is what I'm really saying. Uh, joy is rooted in our relationship. Therefore, joy never changes is what I'm trying to say. Right. So now, now look, I talked about how, how the enemy tries to steal mm -hmm. our joy. Okay, there's a there are a lot of distractions out there, okay, that want to rob us of that joy. Yeah. Okay. Now look, we know that social media and some of the things uh that are around us that that gets a lot of the attention, I should say. Yeah. Right. Um we can we could point to that. And, and I, and look, I'm not saying that, uh, social media is the devil. Okay. Right. It's actually I, not, I, I, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that the enemy is there, the enemy, because it's, it's the world, right? The enemy is, 
is in it. And therefore that tool, okay, that thing we use at called social media, mm-hmm. that the, the enemy uses that to distract us. And one of the ways that how the enemy does that through social media mm-hmm. is that comparison. Oh my that gosh, comparing please, ourselves yes. with the 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 influencer, comparing ourselves to um, someone that seems to have it all together. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's nothing. I don't feel that there's anything wrong with being ambitious and and setting goals. And we've talked about mm-hmm. that and looking to uh, to mentors and things like that. But when we elevate those people and those things to an excess to be beyond God and, and take their word over God or, mm-hmm. or set, yes. um, things, uh, we set things up. So we will never succeed. We'll never mm-hmm. feel like we'll, we are able to be full or happy or complete or fulfilled, right? Because yes. We are comparing ourselves to this social media influencer or the the latest trends or what have you. And the thing is, is I want to tell you that's a facade. It's an illusion. Right. And it doesn't have to be an influencer. This could be a family member. This could be uh, a parent. This could be a teacher. This could be somebody very close to you that isn't necessarily on social media. We have to stop comparing Because what's happening is not only is that an open door, a wide open door, that we are opening ourselves to the enemy to say, come shame me and make me feel terrible about myself. Because what also happens is that this, it's like a moving carrot. So while we have ambitions and dreams and we even have things that God, God given dreams where he's like, we're going to go out there and we're going to do that thing over there and it's way out there and it's impossible and I'm going to help us do it. Like God's going to do it and, and go after it. And he gives us these ambitions. Um, We always have to remember that wherever we are in the journey is exactly where God wants us. And we need to be grateful and content in that we are in the right place at any given time while being ambitious towards the goal on the journey. What happens when we are in comparison, and I have fallen into this, We, I feel like we all have, we end up going, okay, I've reached this now. Uh, uh, who cares about that? What's next? And it's always a moving target. You're never satisfied. You're never complete. You're never fulfilled. You're never, you don't feel like you've ever achieved anything. We're never getting there, right? Mm-hmm. How many times has the enemy lied to us about that? Right. And we have to be very cognizant of that. It's a sneaky one. You're like, wait a minute. Am I am I a, chasing a moving target in a, in a in a negative way? Because a lot of times we can get it twisted where we're like, well, wait a minute, I'm just going to be content and not go after anything because I I just want to I just want to be okay with where I'm at, and I I don't want to always be needing more, always be unsatisfied. No, you have to cognitively and consciously choose that and say, no, if I'm going to go after God-sized dreams to have the impact on my community that He really wants me to have and that I'm capable of having with God. I need to remember that I need to continue moving forward in growth and going after more, more ambitiously, the bigger and, and better things that God can do, opening up my mindset to what's possible with God without getting caught up in I'm never, I've never arrived. You're always where you should be, which means you've always arrived. Does that make sense? So if you're abiding in God, it's where you are in God, not where you are in your journey. And more so, not where you are on your journey compared to others' journeys. 
Because technically what you see from the outside, you don't really know where they are. It's really what God knows about where they are. And there may be many reasons they are where they are and lots of things that you don't see. Right. So, and, you know and, what I mean? Right. And look, I, I know I'm picking on social media right now. Well, it's because it's so effective. Uh, all of us. Right. But look, we'll, I'll, we'll date ourselves. I'll, I'll go ahead and volunteer. Go ahead uh, and volunteer. And, and both of us, <laughs> both of us into, into dating ourselves before there was social media. Mm -hmm. Okay. In, in our day, you had like things like say MTV. Remember when MTV actually did was music, yes. did music, yep. but, but, but then they evolved into uh, this more like reality TV type. Thing. I remember watching the first episode of real world and being like, what is this? Right. And it was like reality, real, real world. Yeah. That, the that, real that, world. that should tell you something right there. Yeah. Okay. But people, I, man, they, we, back in that time, we allowed the, that influence. Yes, right? we thought, oh, that's it, what's happening in the world. Okay. MT, I remember when I was a kid and people would say, you know, MTV is rotting your brain. Probably did. But, <laughs> but the thing, we're okay. <laughs> the problem was, is that we were getting caught up in that comparison game before there was MTV or anything. I mean, you had magazines. People, people would look at, people in these magazines supposedly perfect and how they live their yeah. lives yeah. and, and TV, all this stuff. These are just distractions. Yeah. And, but the reason why I want to point that out, it's not just in one format. You have to look at this comparison trap in all these yep. different things in your life, even in the church. Right. Yep. Especially in the, and I say especially in the church about a lot of things because that's going to be the bigger target for the enemy. He's like, well, I definitely don't want you growing here because that's where I'm going to be the most most quickly defeated. So that's he he hits the biggest target. I mean, it's the same at your job comparison at your job. It's the comparison at church, um, you know. And I and I look, <laughs> how many of us have fallen into comparison in ministry? Mm -hmm. Oh man, well, they're getting more followers on their podcast. Well, that church is growing. What's wrong with our church? And what's God doing? God, are you doing anything? Just because we're comparing. Why don't we compare what God did yesterday to what he's doing today and the growth that we personally experienced instead of comparing with anything on the outside of that? Right, right. I mean, look, you could look at some, someone in church, maybe someone that maybe you work alongside and they seem to... To have it all together. I, I've done this in my career and, and in yeah. when I had my regular career job, um, there could be someone that had the same work experience, mm -hmm. the same uh, skill level, mm -hmm. the same, uh, maybe the same position. I worked alongside this person, mm -hmm. yet their life seemed to be so much more together, right? They, I mean, they had, I mean, here, see, I'm pretty sure bringing in the same amount of money, but yet they have, they seem to have all the things. And I get, I used to get caught up in that. Mm -hmm. I used to let that be my focus rather than what, did, what was God, what was God doing in my life at the time Right. that God blessed me. Blessed me with a secure and stable job. He gave me the skills and the ability to do that job. Mm -hmm. He 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 gave me my own opportunity to then take those skills 
and make an impact. Right. And really ultimately was heading you towards the things that you were praying for and asking for, which was to, for us to run our own business and to come home and be on a flexible schedule and take care of your health and all of those things. And if you looked back and, and looked at those people, I mean, they could be doing exactly the same thing they were doing when you last saw them. Right. You don't know. Like we have no idea. And when we're in comparison, that's where that's a, that's one of the big ways that the enemy steals our joy. And we're allowing it by choosing to be in comparison. Right. That's a we, really big trap. We're all on, on a journey, right? We're all on our journey with Christ and our journey is going to be different. Totally. And, and, and thank how God for that, right? Thank God for that. It's, it's unique. And, and we need to understand that just because the person next to you or the person you're looking at seems to have it all together. Number one, they may not have it all together, but that is their journey. Yeah. Okay. And praise God, especially the, our, our brothers and sisters in church. Mm -hmm. Okay. Instead of comparing, comparing yourself to them and letting that turn into envy and all these terrible things, mm -hmm. thank God for them. Thank God for blessing their life, yep. right? Take the attention a little bit off yourself, okay? And in, in regards to that comparison, and thank God that God is working for them. Celebrate their wins. Celebrate that they have, you know, uh, they have wealth. Yeah. They have a secure job. But then pray, look and Look at what God is doing in your life. Be grateful for what God is doing in your life and thank, thanking him that he is with you on your journey. Right. Okay. Look, we're, we're kind of, we're, we're kind of staying on this comparison. It's a huge problem because it, it, it is a huge problem. It is a big thing of today. And it's not just us talking about it. God warns about this in his word. So go ahead. Yeah. I, well, Holy Spirit's just over here talking to me about stuff. You're saying some things that are just huge, and, and I don't want to just rush past them. You said a few things. Number one, there's people in your life that look like they have it all together. Let's be, let's just, like, we're going to just break down some walls right now. Let me just tear those down. Nobody has it all together. I just want to break that illusion right now. I want to, that's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Not one human being on this planet has it, quote, all together. Give me a break. Have you ever met anybody who really does? Look, we, we could be trying to, to, to be obedient and we could be trying to run after God and we could be doing, we could be doing everything we possibly can, but we live in a sinful world. If we really had it all together, then we wouldn't be human. We would be Jesus. <laughs> like, right. Well, you know if I mean? we had it all together, right, there would be no need for a savior. There would, and thank you. That was the next thing here would exactly where I was going. There would be no need for Jesus with there. We can't. We can't run around acting like anyone really does have it all together. In fact, when you meet people that seem like they have it all together, there's only a few things happening. Number one, they they either aren't sharing that and it's an illusion and, and, and they're totally hiding that from the world or they're managing it with God and it, they don't know you well yet and there's no reason to share it with you. By the way, a lot of times, I don't know if you notice, but most of the time when we're comparing ourselves to people, they are not our closest friends. When you get to know people and you go, oh man, <laughs> they're true. messed up too. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, <laughs> this is my people. Yeah. And you don't compare yourselves to them anymore. You're like, these are my people. Like we brothers and sisters. Okay. And you don't think about them like that. And then you choose someone else. Oh, that person over there. Well, you don't know them. If you did get to know them, 
you probably realize they got their own problems are different than yours. Like you're picking on things that you're aware of. And another thing that you brought up was really stuck out to me. Thank God I've got people in my life that seem like they have it together because I'll tell you what I've lived my life being surrounded by a group of friends who had so little together in their lives that they, they, it was not a good crowd to be with. They basically didn't ever allow me to get my crap together. They, they drug me down. These are not the people I want to spend my life around. I would much rather be lifted up by those who I could go to in faith and say, Hey, you look like you're doing good at this. I'm not. Can you give me a little advice? Because I would love to know. And you know what? If they do have that part of their life together, praise God that God put them in your life and you can have a brother or sister in Christ help you lift up. And that's what they're there for. Or you know what they're going to say? Oh, I don't have that together. Let me tell you all about what I struggle with. And then you get to know them and we bond and we, we connect and we grow together as sisters and brothers in Christ as a community, because we connected on that, on that thing. See, there's, you need to connect. This is the thing that I'm I'm saying is instead of comparing, connect. Choose one C over the other. <laughs> Don't compare, connect because you will realize there's nothing to compare to. We're very different. We're it's it's all an illusion. And if we do connect, we can tap into maybe somebody does have that part of their life together that we're like, "Oh, but they may have something else that you have together that they've been praying for, but didn't realize that you even knew anything about, by the way. Or maybe it's a testimony in your life of God that you went through that battle, but they don't know that because you don't run around talking about it all the time. Why? Why would you do that? But they don't know that you went through that and you went through it with God and you're on the other side and you didn't know they were going through that. So we never know how we can affect each other and, and stop the enemy from stealing our joy unless we connect. And that's really one of the killers but of we, what the enemy's doing is connecting. Right. So, and, but we cannot connect if we're busy comparing. 100%. Right? And getting caught up in that trap. You want to bring up this scripture? Yes, I do. All right. So this is the next scripture. 2 Corinthians 10, 12 says, Oh, don't worry. We wouldn't dare say that as we are wonderful we wouldn't dare say that we are as wonderful as these other men who tell you how important they are, but they are only comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as the standard of measurement. How ignorant. Ooh, right. that, look at the Bible. I mean, like those are, I mean, that's strong. It's right? kind of like, listen, I mean, listen to the tone of it. Oh, don't worry. We wouldn't dare say that we are as wonderful as these other men who tell you how important they are, but they are only comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as the standard of measurement. How ignorant there's no like i don't know what the bible's saying here <laughs> it's saying <laughs> right? how stupid it, it, exactly <laughs> like look oh man and again that influencer space yep don't get so it's great to like i said to try to educate yourself try yeah. to um to uh well we're all about you know personal growth and things like that and there that there's a there's what i'm trying to say there there's a place for it there's a place for it and there's okay? and watch where you're getting it and who you're getting it from yes so <laughs> this this reminds me of those individuals that they love to pump themselves up right mm -hmm. about they they're the name droppers right oh, man. they're the people that well i did this and i'm done this and i've done that yeah great but if you listen carefully is there anything beyond their boastfulness are they adding any true value 
Okay. Right. Um, and and <laughs> there are many people that I've run across that most of their, their speech is around about the, their abilities, their abilities right. and their influence. And because of they've done this and they've talked to this person and they've taken pictures and, you know, gone to events yeah. with these people and rather it's, it's about them rather than what, what they have to offer. How are they uh, contributing back right. to the community the that they're serving? Yeah. Right. One of the things you just brought up the, the another thing that's a red flag when you're following somebody for um, just guidance or, you know, an influencer or even just a mentor that you personally have, which is actually even more dangerous territory. Make sure that if someone's working very personally with you, one of the red flags that I've seen is when they have a little bit of a savior complex, which is kind of what you're getting at. They're like, well, everything out there that that everybody in, in my space or everybody in the world's trying to do this, but I'm trying to save you from that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell the truth and save everybody from this. And it's, I feel like it's my calling to go out and be the single singular savior of everybody in this space. Um, just because of my experience and, um, the, the, I know way more and I approach it better and da, da, da. it's like, th there's gotta be some humility. There's gotta be some community. There's gotta be some connection and some collaboration. And there usually isn't any of that with those types of people. There's mm -hmm. not usually a, a high sense of urgency on let's collaborate. Let's get together. Let's be in community. Let's work together. Let's figure this out together. Let's come together. Like if there's none of that, it's kind of like, oh, I, I have that handled. I, don't worry. I'm taking care of those people. But actually, Jesus is <laughs> not you. <laughs> OK, calm down. Um, but but so many people are attacked by the enemy in that. So then those people start stealing people's joy because they're not leading you to Christ. They're leading you to them. Yes. And that's, and that's a trap. That's yeah. a deep trap. I've seen people get into too. And that's why I say the church is also more affected um, by attacks. There's a lot more resistance. People need to be prayed up. They need to be having their own mentorship. A lot of times those people won't necessarily be under a covering of anybody else, keeping them accountable and maybe just helping them be like, Hey, uh, are you being lied to? Cause we all get lied to every single one of us are subject to this. Um, you know, God, God is really <laughs> with our podcast. We try very hard to be like, yeah, okay, we've got a lot to say, but we're definitely not the end all be all to anything. Like this is just our experiences we're sharing with you. We know better than to try to get caught up in arrogance because I definitely have done that in the past. I've been caught up in judgment. I've been caught up in an ego. And, you know, when you're a capable person who's a problem solver, it's really easy to get caught up in that. Mm -hmm. I solve problems. I'm good at this. I can handle anything. I can manage it. I can figure that out. I can solve that for you. Come over here. I'm going to give you my unsolicited advice. Like, <laughs> I'm just being honest, yeah. just being transparent. That's I've totally been caught up in that. And God has definitely convicted me of those things. And so I always want to make sure that you guys hear our hearts and that um, we're here to love on you. And we're here to help you see things that, um, you know, maybe are red flags in where you're trying to go get um, help or advice in the world. Because here's the thing is that there are very good places and people that God has placed in ministry. But there's also, you know, people who are have been caught up in the uh, wrong things. Absolutely. And so that can steal your joy because you're like, well, guys, I, 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 I'm going and getting mentorship. I'm going and get it to make sure that I'm not, well, who are you getting that from? Right. Always make sure you're going to Jesus first. Right. Right. That's Just, where the joy lives. Right. And being discerning in that. In yes, that, exactly, right? exactly. Exactly. Because you, you know, we talked about discontentment being the enemy of joy. Discontentment's another major joy stealer. Well, you can be very discontented if you're constantly 
being, if you're constantly following people who are making things about them, then you immediately go into comparison because they're, they're setting you up to kind of like, you need to compare yourself to me. Right. Well, you talked about it earlier. You, you set yourself up that you'll never be happy or fulfilled. Right. Never. You're always chasing joy. So, so that's how people get joy and happiness right. mixed up. Right. Yep. And how, and that, and that's why when they are happy, they're void of joy. Yep. And we're saying you can have joy. Okay. Even during the storm, even during hard times, look, right. you know, you can <laughs> talking about discontentment. And there've been many times that we've, we've been in this mm -hmm. where we've had, we, we've owned many different houses and mm -hmm. Um, if you've been with us in, at any period of time, we've mo moved to different parts of the country, cross country, we've several, moved, yeah, we've several lived times. All over the place. Okay. And we've had big houses and we've had small houses, little houses. Right? And I, I love my space. Yeah. Okay. Let's just say that I love my space. Here's an example of how much we love our space. <laughs> we are four ten and five three, and we have a king size bed. <laughs> in our room and if i could i would get he would have a big, florida king did yeah. you know there's such a thing as a florida king talk yeah. about loving your space side right. note that is like you could fit two I, shaquille o'neal's in that thing right i believe that's how they made they like made I, I really do i think they just laid like a seven foot tall dude across and was like this is it right and here. if i could i would have that and he would <laughs> yeah. so i love my space and and so when we've bought and sold houses and moved across country. There's times that when we moved, uh, we moved into a, a condo, a, a smaller apartment, apartment yeah. and we, because we had to really scale down yep. uh, for many different reasons. And then we bought the house we wanted. But during that time, when I feel confined, oh my gosh. He's like, eh. and yeah. I, I easily fall into this trap of discontentment mm -hmm. because I'm looking at one of my, one of my favorite things I, I love to do. We still do this is going and looking at houses that like we love design. We love how we architecture, love architecture. Okay. Yeah. But when I'm doing that, when I'm in discontentment, I, I, I let's be honest it feeds here. It. It feeds I, the discontentment. Right, I'm like, look what they have. And then I look at, mm -hmm. Oh, I, I'm trapped in this small itty bitty uh, uh, apartment or condo and I get trapped of, of having, I'm in, I become a little bit envious. I, I start coveting mm -hmm. what these other people have mm -hmm. and it, 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 it goes from dreaming. Okay. Yeah. And being ambitious to a falling into sin and comparison. And when we do the exact same thing, when we are in that headspace of not focusing on our lack, we're like, oh, we could do this and look at how they did their landscaping and we could do this and this would be really cool. Good ideas. We love doing that during Christmas time to get ideas for our Christmas lights on the outside of our houses. Like we love our girls love doing this now, too. They're like, Dad, let's drive around for Christmas lights because we need to see what everyone's doing so we can go get ideas. Right. Right. And this is the space we should be in. We should be looking for inspiration. That's yes. what we're doing. Not looking for comparison. Right. So uh, you had a really good analogy. Um, discontentment is like uh, a leak in a bucket. Right. Mm. Uh, no matter how much we fill the bucket, 
water is always seeping out, leaving the bucket empty. So right. discontentment comes from exactly. what? Focusing on what we lack rather mm -hmm. than what we have. Right. How productive is that? Right. Instead of, instead of, uh, being grateful for what I have, I'm looking at what I don't have. Right. Rather than look, the Lord has provided shelter for me. Mm -hmm. He's provided a home for me and my family. And how many times, you know, we talked about, you know, I mentioned uh, those transitions, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Selling and moving, selling our big home, going to a smaller home. But guess what? During that time, I remember, and I'm so grateful for this. I remember being close to God. Mm -hmm. It seems like, I mean, almost yep. closer, right? And the, the, the growth period I had spiritually with him. Yep. And that the, the financial blessing mm -hmm. that was given to us, uh, during that time, right? Cause right. we, we had the wi wisdom to consolidate, lower our overhead and God was, gave us yep. the opportunity to, to then bring in the finances, to pay down our debts, to bring down our stress, and then to be able to invest again into a home and bless us with a beautiful home. Yep. Right. And that's happened more than once. Yes. And look, God's helped us pay down our debt all the way to zero. And then, you know, we've gotten debt again because he blessed us with them enough credit to, to take care of our situation in a, in a hard time. And then we paid our debt down again. And he, Look, we can't look at our situation as like, this is how it should be. And that's how I think it should be. And that's how I planned it to be. And, and the world says, this is not good. Well, we can't be in debt. Now we're failing at everything. And da, 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 da. God has literally told us to go get a credit card for something and then not use it. And then it's there for something that happens that we weren't anticipating. And now we have what we needed. Okay. We can't be so black and white about everything that the world is telling us. All right. The thing is, is and, and I know I want to bring up the next verse, but I just want to bring this up. Imagine when your kids come to you and you give them something amazing, right? Like, for instance, it's amazing what we get used to. We've been wanting to take our kids to Disney World for like our lives. I mean, it's been this giant, like un unachievable, unattainable thing. We're just like, oh, we just want to do that once. God's like, how about something better? We'll just move you there and you can go anytime you want. So the first kind of like few trips, I mean, we were just like, oh, this is like, we're crying. We're like, we did it. She's crying. I'm uh, not crying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He cries on the inside, but anyway, he had a little allergies that day, let's say. So we're all very emotional. My <laughs> we're all very emotional that we're finally like, oh, look what we did. We were in such gratitude, right? Oh man, just amazing. So as we're living here longer, we've been here for a year now. We go a few months go by, we go more and more. We're like, oh, we can go anytime we want. This is amazing. Our kids get kind of used to going to Disney World, if you could imagine this. Okay. This is kind of how Floridians live. Like we're used to, it's there. We moved here and couldn't believe so many people were like, ah, you're going to get used to Disney. And then there's other stuff to do. And we were like, what are you talking about? It's Disney world. Like, how do you even get used to that? Well, months later we had some issues with our kids because we would go and they would be like, like they wouldn't even realize where they were and they were having a bad day or they had something like, can you imagine? We having were like, how are you even unhappy today? We're at Disney World. <laughs> like we a were, bad day. We were like, you're not allowed to be upset today. We're at Disney right. World. But like, think about that. We get into these situations and we get used to our blessings. And then other people are like, how, what? 
you know, how could you possibly even not see where you are and what you have and what God has given you, right? Even just in comparison to what you used to have, what you prayed for. We've had to like specifically sit down and have conversations around, wait a minute, we are having a bad day. Hold on. Do you know what? What we're doing right now in our life are things that were totally unattainable a few years ago. Yeah. Not just Disney World or where we live. I'm talking about where our business is. I'm talking about spiritually speaking, spiritual gifts that God has given us, the church that we're in, just the the all kinds of things that we were like, wow, that would be amazing if we could ever achieve that. Our perspective. Oh my gosh. I'm a completely different person, even in the last year, spiritually speaking, let alone the last five years. That right there is enough for me to say uh, abundance, abundance. I'm so in gratitude, but we lose that. If you've ever, my whole point was you ever watch your kids do that. What's your response? Wow. It's just not good enough, huh? You just can't be happy. How would you not see where you are? So God is not like us, fortunately. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God he's not Thank like God. us. He's like, whatever, spoiled brat, whoosh, zap. You know, like, <laughs> zap. <laughs> luckily he's like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Alonzo's here. Blessings. Hey, I miss on. you too. Blessings. Um, so th this is just something that we, you know, I kind of I wanted to bring up because I, God was kind of showing me, like, see, this is what our kids do. And we see it when our kids do it. We don't see it when we're doing exactly the same thing, right? And so let's see, bring up. This verse, Philippians 4, 11 through 13 says, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Right. That is probably one of the most encouraging verses to me in the word um, because it is a mindset, not a situation. It's not a situational verse. It's more about whatever, whatever we're going through. I have learned to be flexible in my response and my gratitude and in my faith, right? Martha's here. Hey, Martha's here. Hey, Martha. Good morning. Love you. Um, so that's something that's... Uh, it's a really big deal because I, I love how the verse is so straightforward about it too. It's there's no mystery there. I've learned to live with a lot. I've learned to live with a little and it's because God is sustaining us through it. Right. So before we go into our, our next and last segment, go ahead and bring up this scripture here. First Thessalonians five eighteen says, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Right. So, Let's now talk about how we, we, we gave a lot of attention about the, the things that rob us, <laughs> rob us of our joy, right. things that we need to avoid in order to secure our, our joy. But let's really talk about nurturing that joy. Now Amen. that you have it, what is it that we need to be doing and focusing right. our attention? No, I on? totally agree. Let's shift to focus on. Uh, from what's missing to uh, what we what we can do to continually feed the joy, right, and abide. So we need to foster a spirit of gratitude. We were, like talking, we were talking about, about exactly. We we're talking about with the kids and with ourselves. You can at any moment in time go into a space of gratitude. You actually can't be depressed and grateful at the same time. It's not the body is uh, wired physically and mentally in a way. And I believe spiritually, too, because it's, it's similar. Um, uh, it's everything else that we are built upon. God has wired us and, 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 and created us and designed us to be where if we're doing the opposite of one action, we cannot do the other. 
So just for example, in your arms, if you were to flex your bicep, you can't simultaneously flex your tricep. You cannot flex the muscle on the opposite um, motion. So if I'm going to bend my elbow in, I, I can't simultaneously straighten my arm. Like you can't do both at the same time. It's impossible. Um, there's science behind, you know, getting rid of uh, muscle cramps that way and all kinds of things because we're leveraging that scientific fact. Same thing goes with thought processes. You cannot be in gratitude and depression at the same time. You also cannot, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is, this is a side note to this. I just want to say this before I forget. You cannot speak words out loud of out, out of your mouth at the same time as thinking something the opposite. So it will take over your mind. What you're saying is going to be what you're thinking, right? So when you want to um, come against a thought of ingratitude, of, of not having gratitude and discontent, you say the words. This is what people are talking about when they say positive affirmations. It's not just because you're just like, I'm just going to speak happy things. I'm going to speak happy things and my brain's going to think I'm happy. No, you're actually rewiring your brain by speaking the things that you want to be as if they are reality and your brain will follow you. And that's a whole other conversation. But I just wanted to kind of put that in is that these are things that you can do to nurture your joy. You can say God is truth. Say the verses out loud. This is why saying God's word and the truth over your situation is powerful because you're telling your brain, no, this is the truth brain. Not this other thing you're thinking. This right. is really good for um, overcoming uh, old synapses in your brain, which are connections, literal brain connections that are that that claim truth. This trauma, this thing that was spoken over me, that's feeding my discontent. You mm -hmm. can break that by speaking the opposite over yourself, over and over and over, and your brain will go, "Oh no, it'll stop feeding that synapse. It'll actually break apart." They've proven this literally in your brain. And it will start connecting the dots or the synapses in your brain on the things that you're speaking as truth. You're saying, no, this is truth. This is truth. This is truth. And when you're around those people, like we talked about earlier, all the time, you surround yourself by people who speak the truth over you all the time or speak the truth to you or around you. You hear it too. So it's reinforced, reinforced, reinforced. This is why that people change when they're around new sets of people and you become who you surround yourself with because your brain rewires. So that's one scientific, I just wanted to say, scientific practical way that you can be nurturing joy because you're speaking truth from God mm -hmm. and changing your mindset literally. Yeah. So and. You're kind of leading to the, the next point mm -hmm. is where we need to shift, shift that focus to the present. Right. Okay. The present being grateful for what God mm -hmm. is doing now. If we focus on what God is doing today in your life, that will disarm all those other things, the comparison mm -hmm. game, the discontentment, right? Yeah. Not being in ingratitude rather than being in gratitude. If we are focusing on what God is doing for us today, okay? Mm -hmm. I know in the past we, there are times that we've said, you know, look at what God has done in the past. Look what he's done in your life in the past. Sometimes, yes, it's healthy to do that because we need to be reminded, wait a second, he did this. He did that for me then. Why won't he do this for me now? That's necessary. But what, but what I'm trying to say is that we need to not get caught up in the past. Mm -hmm. Caught we, up is the right word. We need to be focused on the now. Mm -hmm. What is God doing today? So yeah. Okay. God, 
delivered us, mm -hmm. right? He, he saved us. He delivered us from our addictions. He delivered us from our habits. He, he, he fixed our finances, mm -hmm. right? But is that all? Is that, is that only when, did he only do that one thing? Did I only have that one vi uh, visitation mm -hmm. from him 20 years ago? And that back then, you know, 20 years ago, I, I was on fire for God. Why were you on fire for God? Because, oh, I had such a close relationship with him. And you can go down the litany of things explaining why you were so on fire for him. What's happening today? Mm -hmm. Isn't who's changed here? Has he changed? Nope. No. What's going on? Be, be focused on today. If you're going through it, if it's hard for you to see his glory in today, right? Pray that because look, he hasn't changed. Pray that whatever that is, that's blocking you from God, blocking you from the, his fullness. Mm -hmm. So you could experience that, that same rebirth that you felt 10, 20 years ago, that you can feel it today. Lord, help me to see mm -hmm. what you're doing in my life today. Help me to see through all the distractions. Because guess what? God still loves you. God's still with you. Mm -hmm. And the, that, that fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit is still attainable. Yeah. Okay. But what's blocking us? Many times we've lost our focus. We, we, we're focused on too much on the past. We're focused on what you're talking about. Those synapses. Yeah. Okay. The things that we just continue to mull over. And feed. And feed. So we continue to feed that that discontentment mm -hmm. the the trauma that we've been through oh, the yeah. the things that we say well this is how i grew up this is how i am yep. right that's we, a, and that, and having that feeding that victim mentality too right so we continue to feed those synapses mm -hmm. in our brain yep. saying well if this happens then this action is naturally required right if this happens i immediately need to go from zero to 1,000. triggered. <laughs> right? And yeah. over the top. Yeah. I immediately need to do that. Rather than, wait a second. I need to live in God's contentment. Mm -hmm. I need to see the truth. That's the that's right there. Stop for a second. See the truth. I, I, I got to say something about this right now. We need to stop saying our truth. Okay, I understand what everybody in society mm. means by our own truth. I get it. Okay, I get it. <sighs> I get it. But I'm not talking about our perspective and the things that uh, that make us who we are. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the truth. Our truth does not trump the truth. I don't care how much everybody wants to say it. It is not. It does not trump the truth. The truth is the reality we live under. Okay, that is it. The truth is the truth. I've had people say, well, the truth is like, you know, subjective and all that. No, you go outside and the sky is blue, dude. 
Nothing I say about my truth is going to change that. Grass grows the way it grows. Air is made up of what it is made up of. The truth is the truth. Reality in which we live under is it. The universal, you know, dynamic of which we exist is what it is. <laughs> like you can't change that. And so when we're talking about acknowledging the truth, this is a rock solid standard that God has set forward for us that never changes. Even when God's doing a new thing in his people, in the world, in the time we live in, or in our actual lives or selves, when he's doing a new thing, he still hasn't changed, but he's, he's giving us what we need at that, at that point in time, right? But he's done it a thousand other times, a million other times, a thousand million other times, okay? <laughs> it's not even a number, but it's seriously something that we need to remember that the truth is the truth. And I'm telling you, that's one of the number one things that the enemy is trying to attack is the truth is because he's trying to say, well, that's not, is it the truth? Yeah, it is, dude, you lost. That's the truth and we all know it and so do you. So we should probably just walk in the victory that we already have instead of saying we're constantly trying to win victory. We do. We already won it. We already are in it. Right. As Christians, why aren't we just claiming that and being like, well, I'm in victory. Now I just need to keep my mind on that. You know, one of the things I wanted to bring up real quick, this uh, this situation that you just said of keeping our eyes on what's what the truth is when we're going through it. We recently all in our house got a two week long virus <laughs> came at the worst time as usual. Not COVID. It is not COVID. Everyone's like, is it COVID? Nope. We got tested. It's not COVID. It was just like, oh, it was just like horrible virus. We all got in it last and forever. I mean, him and Sophia, who has asthma, I mean, they had the cough for like three more weeks after that. So mm -hmm. this is a few months ago. But we had this, this, um, we had this uh virus for two weeks and it took us out. At one point, we were all so down at the same time, all of us were sitting in the living room binge watching movies and just eating soup and being like, whatever, we're doing it. We're in it together. Um, but it really stopped our lives. I mean, it put a complete gigantic, ugly wrench right in the middle of whatever we were doing. I mean, we had to stop all things that we couldn't even stop. I remember you guys remember with the, with the, um, podcast, we were like, well, <laughs> He doesn't have a voice and I am like on death's bed in there. Practically I'm being, ex I'm exaggerating, but like, we would just, we're like, we can't do it. We can't do it. And we just had to say, well, this is what it is. After the, the virus came and went, um, one of the things that happened because of that was our daughter's surgery got moved out a month. She had torn her ACL, remember like her complete ACL. So she's now having surgery next week, excuse me. Um, but, she had, she had to wait an extra month for this, right? I guess it wasn't months ago. It feels like it, it was weeks ago, but anyway, she had yeah. to go out a month and there's a whole bunch of other things that I, I can't go into now, but there's all kinds of things that happened because we got sick and we looked at it and went, whoa, we were supposed to get sick. That's really weird. Why, why, why would that's, but it was the only thing that stopped a whole bunch of things from happening in the timeline that would have happened and also started some things that we needed to know because we were actually in a different schedule than we would have been in and we wouldn't have seen all kinds of things came out of that yeah, so, that were good. Yeah. So number one, for example, um, her surgery. So in the process of um, preparing for her surgery, she needs to be doing some exercises to, because the science has proved it with this type of surgery, if you have a, a certain amount of physical therapy, you, you're um, strengthening the muscles around the injury, mm -hmm. you have a, a better 
a much better, a much better recovery yeah. period, mm-hmm. right? You bounce back better. You have, they have better results with that. So we were on that track. Um, and to be honest, if she would have had her surgery before, um, at the first scheduled time, she wouldn't have been ready. She wasn't strong enough. Right. Not nearly as strong as she is now. She's so much stronger. So now. much stronger now. Yep. Um, in, in, it's so much so most of the time I I forget that she has an injury. She's that she operates so like well. almost normal. She's still yeah. in pain, but she's moving quite normally and her muscles are strong. Now she has set up her, herself. God positioned us to um continue the physical therapy mm-hmm. and to get her strong enough. Right. So now when she goes through this surgery, mm-hmm. um, she's in a better position. Right. Right, a better position to recover properly. Look, I know we're running short on time. I want to hit this last thing, and just uh, just a reminder. I said it earlier. Remember, we're all on our own journey. Mm -hmm. Okay, and what the the beautiful thing is is acknowledging that we are all on our own journey. Remember that God crafted that journey for you it's a gift right Mm -hmm. and i it may at times seem like he's not with you but he is you might you know your journey may be up and down it may be going back and forth back and forth but he's with you he's crafted that why did he craft your journey that way look at you know the the other day i i was saying that you know, I was having a hard time with something and I, I, I ch- had to consciously shift my mindset on, on, you know what God has allowed me to go through this mm-hmm. so I can grow. Yes. He's not doing, allowing this disease or, or my inability or whatever that's coming against me he's not allowing that to condemn me he's not allowing that because he's not paying attention he's not allowing that because i'm unworthy it's quite the opposite Mm -hmm. we're his children Mm -hmm. he cherishes us right but your journey is different from mine and god has crafted your journey uniquely to you Okay. Mm -hmm. And you need to remember that. Remember the things that you're going, you you might be going through as look at it as a opportunity for growth, opportunity to get closer to God, opportunity to bring something to him and be in prayer and get close with. I said earlier, some of our hardest times, we, we were closer to God. We, I cherish those th- that time. I don't cherish the, the trial, but the closeness was lovely. You know, it was, it was strong and potent. Okay. Right. And so look, I, I just want you guys to, to keep in mind, we need to be celebrating. One of the other things I'll, I'll let this go is again, that comparison thing, instead of getting caught up in comparison, 
celebrate other people's victories. Yeah, I wanted to to that's right where I was going. So I was going to say to recap, I just want to recap really quick and we'll we'll uh let you go. Um and actually I'm just going to bring up our notes cuz I want I want you to see this, okay? So making a conscious effort to find satisfaction in our current circumstances. This isn't about settling, but rather about cherishing what's at hand while maintaining faith in God's plans for our future, right? This sense of contentment shields us from the trap of perpetual longing. Mm -hmm. Perpetual being the word. You're never going to escape that feeling until you get in gratitude, until you get into that sense of contentment. Contentment doesn't mean settling. We need to hear those words. Right. Okay. We've all gotten caught up in, I don't want to settle. No, contentment does not mean settling. It means Ooh, yeah. gratitude. Yep. Okay. Us ambitious folks, I want you to hear it. All right. <laughs> so finally, Releasing ourselves from the grips of comparison is vital. We must remember that our journey is unique, curated, I love that word, by God's hand. So celebrating others' victories instead of using them as benchmarks fosters an environment of mutual encouragement rather than competition. We got to stop competing, y'all. <laughs> like, real bad. We got to stop. <laughs> Coming from two competitive people. I'm I'm telling you the things that God has us preach from this mini little podcast pulpit are pretty much 95% things that we struggle with. So he's like, <laughs> right. we're going to say it out of your mouth. So you hear mm -hmm. it twice. Yep. I'm, it's just, purpose. just know that, just know that by nurturing joy, we arm ourselves with the strength to navigate life's unpredictable seas. You guys, this resilience stems not from a life of free of troubles, but from experiencing the perfect love of God. I just want to just hold on the perfect love of God. <sighs> if you've ever felt the perfect love of God and the solace and the peace that sits in that space and just knowing that he loves you literally exactly the way you are, all of the things you're doing right now, all the things you're feeling and saying right now, all your anger, all your trauma, all your guilt, all your shame, all your bitterness, he loves you. And he wants to replace those things with joy. Okay. And that just means him wrapping his arms around you. This enables us to leave, lead lives of unshakable joy, firmly rooted. I love that. Firmly rooted, foundational in his peace and assurance. This is so powerful. And we have to stop riding the train of comparison and the other things that we talked about today that are letting the enemy steal that from us. All right, so that's a wrap for today. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to Faith Unregulated wherever you listen to your favorite podcast so you don't miss a single episode where we discuss having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. Again, we are your host, Javi and Jessica Madrigal. And if you have any questions or comments regarding this or any of our episodes, feel free to reach out at support at Javi and Jessica Madrigal.com. That's support at Javi, J-A-V-I-E and Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A Madrigal, M-A-D-R-I-G-A-L.com. Thank you, everybody, and have a blessed week. <laughs>